Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers, and today we have a really good show on type 2 diabetes and how toxins are the number one cause of diabetes. It's not just uh, the carbohydrates that people are eating. Um, there's a lot more to it. It's not just genetics. There's a lot more to it. So we talk about some of the problems with the, the the current medical paradigm and treatment approach to diabetes. Insulin is necessary for many people, but that can actually make people sicker and fatter and in need of more and more and more insulin to, to keep control their blood sugar. And this is a very a topic very close to my heart because my dad suffered from diabetes and then he had um he just became more and more sick. He needed more and more insulin, became fatter and fatter and fatter, which you know exacerbated his condition. And it was just this downward spiral, which you know we see a lot with the, the current treatment protocols that people are you know recommended by their their doctors, like the standard treatment protocol. And there's so much that you can do. Um, and one of the biggest approaches is detoxification. Um, of course, you have to improve your diet and eat you know, fewer carbohydrates. But the, the thing is, a lot of people are going low carbohydrate and they're not reversing their condition completely. Um, it's not the only answer. It's more complex than that because people have been eating, stuffing their face with carbs for forever. Uh, since the you know the dawn of time, since grains were being cultivated, rice and wheat and things like that, and the diabetes was very very rare up until you know a few decades ago, you know maybe you know fifty years or so. Um, so there's a, a lot to be had in regards to this conversation, and we talk about some of the ways that you can reverse diabetes as well. So really good show. So tune in. And a lot of you guys watching this show, uh, watching this podcast are concerned about your health in many ways. You're looking for, you're not looking to just detox. Um, you want to feel better. Uh, you want to feel more love and peace and joy. You want to feel physically better in your life. That's why you're listening to the show. Not because you want to do infrared saunas and coffee out of us, you know? Um, so in my work and working with thousands of, of people, I found that, you know, doing emotional trauma work is as important, if not more important than doing physical protocols for your health, like detoxification, working on your diet, taking supplements and things of that nature, um, because the research is clear. Over 65% of physical health issues are the result of unresolved emotional trauma, specifically the relationship that you had or the abuse that you suffered at the hands of your primary caregivers or emotional neglect where you were cared for, all your needs were met, but you just didn't have any kind of emotional connection or never asked how you felt or your emotions were never talked about. So those people can dissociate from their feelings, can feel very numb and have just as many problems, mental and physical, as someone who was abused. Um, so I talk about all these things and more and how to successfully address and release emotional trauma permanently in my Emotional Detox Masterclass. So it's definitely worth your time to check it out. And so you can watch that at emo-detox.com, emo-detox.com. Check it out. 
This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Eco Foods line called Cacao Bliss. I love Cacao Bliss. It's so delicious. And so nothing feels better than being able to enjoy a rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing that you're doing something good for your body. So they start with 100% organic cacao beans. They're naturally kissed by the sun maintaining its miraculous health benefits. And then they blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best that you ever have. And the result is that you fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. So not only that, but it's friendly to paleo, it's gluten-free, it's keto, and it's also friendly to vegan and vegetarian diets. And for the last eight years, uh, they have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. So you can try some Cacao Bliss and get 15% off by using the code D detox, go to link shop.earthecofoods.com slash M detox. And you can learn more at Instagram at the Danette May and at Earth Eco Foods. So our guest today, Dr. Carolyn Helzer, is a naturopathic physician licensed in the state of Arizona. And after raising her family of 10 children and sending her youngest off to college, Dr. Helzer decided it was time to get her education. So with a high school diploma, she started the, her goal of becoming a doctor. And after 10 years, she graduated from the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. And because of watching the effects of insulin resistance on family and friends, she has studied and designed a program proven to reverse diabetes. Dr. Helser is pleased with the opportunity to serve uh, with this degree and that she's been blessed with, and she will feel blessed to help you achieve your health goals as well. And with Dr. Helser's program, you can reverse type two diabetes and feel better and look younger than ever. And so you can read about Dr. Helser and her book at ndondemand.com slash Dr. Helser, D-R-H-E-L, S-E-R. Dr. Helzer, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. So why are you so passionate about natural health and healing? My journey to natural health started with my first two children when they were just youngsters. I was taking them to a pediatrician that, but I was sitting in his office one day and several of the other moms were visiting and one mom said, do your kids have runny noses all the time? And there was a little bit older mom in the room. And she said, are you girls still giving your kids those prescription vitamins that the doctor always prescribes for his kids? And people started um, recognizing what she was saying. And I thought back to my own kids. And if I'd forget to give them their vitamins for a while, um, I think, oh my goodness, I forgot to give them their vitamins. And so I'd start in faithfully again, and then they'd get runny noses. And I hadn't correlated it until that point in time. So that day I stopped at the health food store on my way home and the health food store 
was the only one. I lived in Spokane, Washington, and I asked for a book. Give me a recommendation for a book about how to raise my kids, how to feed my kids. And the book I got was Let's Have Healthy Children by Adele Davis. Well, that was a lot of years ago, but that was my start. And I've seen so many amazing healing by taking away the pharmaceuticals and using natural medicine. I myself have um, healed from ovarian cancer without the chemotherapy or the surgery. Oh, wow. So, yes, I believe in the healing power of the body. Yes, I do as well. I do as well. And today we're going to talk about diabetes because that's one of the, the top issues, uh, health issues that affects so many tens of millions of people, if not hundreds mm-hmm. of millions. So what's wrong with the current medical paradigm when it comes to uh, addressing diabetes? I believe the f- biggest problem is we don't address it soon enough. We wait until someone is ready to be diagnosed with full-fledged uh, diabetes and often um, not even um, it's not even addressed until they need to be put on insulin. And insulin causes the body to gain weight. And weight is not our friend when it comes to type 2 diabetes. The other problems I see with the um, medical paradigm of the day is people are not given any education. People are, are brought in and they, the doctor may say, mm, your blood sugar is getting high. Let's watch it. Come back in a year. We'll see how you're doing. In the meantime, eat less and move more. Well, we know how well that works for most of us. Or he may put them on a drug. And then next year, they probably need another drug and another drug. And pretty soon they're on insulin. And there are so many things we can do before we get to that point that we can teach them that it's a disease of lifestyle. So we need to start with lifestyle. One of the uh, other big problems I see with the medical paradigm is people are usually told you need to eat several small meals a day to keep your blood sugar stable. And that is truly the opposite of what we should do. We should eat um, one or two or possibly if we're extremely active, three meals a day, but certainly not snacking. Our bodies need time between meals to do their detox. They can't detox as long as there's just food coming in constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and this, this topic's really passionate uh, for me because my own father uh, had really bad diabetes and, you know, and I, I watched him suffer. I watched him go from the pills to then taking the insulin and the insulin causing him to gain even more weight. And then Mm -hmm. your blood sugar gets even more out of control. You need more insulin. And it's just this vicious cycle that doesn't work. And then eventually, you know, people have blood sugar issues that develop cancers um, as a result of that. And I firmly believe that his being on cholesterol medication for 10 years led to him uh, developing diabetes because his diet was pretty good. Um, at the time that he developed the, the diabetes. So, 
Um, and there's research out there. Can you talk about that a little bit about the cholesterol medications, the statins that people are taking and the contribution that can that lead to diabetes? Well, the, the thing that the statins do is lower cholesterol. We actually need that cholesterol. That cholesterol is what builds all of our hormones. Without our hormones, the body can't do its job. Um, another thing that the statins cause is a lowered energy resource. And if we don't feel like getting up and moving, um, that also is going to lead to type two diabetes. So um, those would be the main things I would say um, that the statin is doing besides some of the underlying things that I'm not sure we know exactly what they're doing, yeah. what their mechanism is. Yeah. So yes, they're certainly not. Um, there's the, the new research is showing that the statins are not lowering the incidence of cardiovascular disease, which is generally the reason they're prescribed. So I think we need to look at that paradigm as well. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, what you mentioned that, you know, patients aren't being told about their options that, yeah, they probably need to manage their diabetes with the insulin, but there's, it can be reversed as well. Maybe not in every case, but there's a lot of, a lot of things that people can do that they have no idea about that they're not being told about by their physician. Absolutely. And I would say in most cases, it can be reversed. Yeah. Um, but people have to understand that they have to have their doctor tell them that because most doctors, I believe they're still under the, the thinking that uh, diabetes is a progressive disease. It does not have to be. If we change our lifestyle, we'll change the incidence of cancer rates. Yeah. Oh, I mean, diabetes, which also leads to cancer, as you already mentioned. Yeah. And as far as like reversing it, you know, when you are, you have diabetes and you allow it to progress uncontrolled, you know, you damage your blood vessels and the blood vessels in your kidneys and your eyes is very delicate mm -hmm. blood vessels. And you do you damage your arteries and there's all, and so that is not going to be reversed. Um, but you, you can, you know, improve, uh, overall your blood sugar control. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But we, we, we don't want it progressing that far. Okay. Right. And so let's talk about, uh, the causes of diabetes, but let's start with the environmental toxins. What environmental toxins are involved in type two diabetes? Cause, uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Joe Pizzorno, who is the founder of Bastyria University, wrote mm -hmm. a book on toxins and he believes mm -hmm. that toxins are the number one primary cause of diabetes. Can you explain that? Yes, absolutely. And Dr. Pizzorno has shown that as the toxins in our environment have gone up, so has the rate of type two diabetes. And the mechanism probably is uncertain exactly how they work and some of the different toxins work in a little different mechanism than some of the others. But the truth is when we put on weight, we don't, most of us don't like that. We think the weight is our enemy, but actually the weight, the fat, extra fat is keeping the toxins from our vital organs. And so as we put on more weight, we raise the incidence 
of diabetes. So that's definitely one mechanism of it. And Dr. Pizzorno, as I said, has written exactly about all the individual toxins and how they affect the diabetes um, in our systems. I, I'm kind of thinking that what people really would want to know, rather than the names of all these big chemicals that are in our environment, is where we find them and how we can avoid them and then how we can clear them from our body. And I know you talk a lot about getting the toxins out of our bodies and our bodies are designed to remove toxins. But at this point, um, so many of us are pouring in more toxins than our bodies can eliminate. So we have to avoid them where we can and then do what we can to keep our detox pathways moving um, smoothly. So the things that I would like to suggest, I actually made a list here of some of the things just so that I wouldn't miss some of these things that are so um, ubiquitous in our environment. First of all, water. So we all know we're supposed to drink water. And I think most of us are doing a pretty good job of drinking an adequate amount of water because it's been so much talked about. But we need to make sure that our water's been filtered. We should, and, and not depend on bottled water, as we buy those plastic water bottles, especially those soft, crinkly ones that are, you know, you, you, you drink out of and throw away, um, that plastic is getting into our water. Um, also our showers, we should have filters on our showers. The chlorine gets into our system way faster when it's in a gaseous form. And so when we get into a hot shower, we're just, unless we have a good filter on our shower, we're just breathing in that chlorine and all the other impurities that are in the water as well. We should try our best to do um, organic food as much as possible. And understanding that organic food is generally more expensive than um, conventional, then we need to watch the environmental working group and look at the, the dirty dozen. And those are the ones, they update that list each year and they stay pretty much the same, but we should keep track of the things that they say always to buy organic if you possibly can. Then they also have a list they call the clean 15. And those are the things that you can go ahead and buy conventionally um, grown food so that you can keep your budget under control because I realize that's a problem in the world today. Another thing is the plasticizers. And there are so many plasticizers around that we don't even think about. Um, canned food, the cans that food is um, canned in has BPA linings a lot of times. And even now that um, the FDA has put some rules against using um, BPA, they're using other plasticizers that we just don't have the research on yet, but we still need to do our very best to avoid those. We need to buy our food as close to nature as possible and not buy it in plastic, not buy it in cans, but buy it off the produce shelf and out of the um, meat packaging. And then 
even when we buy it, a lot of times it's wrapped in plastic. So then we do our best to not get it that way. But if it comes that way, then we need to come home and put it into glass containers so that we're avoiding the plastic as much as possible. We should never heat our food in plastic. Um, fast food containers are extremely dangerous. So if you bring your food home, um, better not to eat fast food. <laughs> but I know most people do occasionally. And then when you bring it home, don't stick it in the microwave in that container. Take it out of that container and put it on a regular plate or um, in a glass container to reheat it. One thing that people haven't thought about are the plasticizers on our store receipts. And we think, oh, well, handling it won't matter. But actually, as you know, and I'm sure most of your audience knows, anything that touches our skin gets into our system. Our skin is our biggest organ of elimination. And if we're filling it up with toxins, whether food through our store receipts or through our personal care products, um, our, our body will have a difficult time detoxing all that. Uh, we need to think about what pans we're cooking in. We should not use um, nonstick pans at all unless they're ceramic. The ceramic ones are safe and at least until they get damaged, which happens to pans over time. Um, stainless steel pans are still considered um, fairly safe. However, um, working with people with chronic illnesses and testing for heavy metals, we've sometimes found nickel that apparently is coming from stainless steel, whether it's our water bottles we're drinking out of or the pans we're cooking in. And then who stops to think about their dental floss? But they're often coated with toxic materials. So those, those are just a few of the things that we really need to think about as we're going through our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to reassess, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That's why I have so many free resources on my site, on myersdetox.com to help you guys with that. So there's articles on all the, like very detailed articles on all of these topics that, that you just mentioned. Um, yes. And I just, I would just like to reiterate your um, website is a wealth of information and that's a great thing. It's a great service you're providing to the yeah. world. So I hope everyone will read the articles and take them to heart. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's been just a, a pleasure, you know, taking all this, you know, cause I'm, this is my passion because I just wanted to detox my own life and been mm -hmm. doing all this research, like what pans do I buy and what water filter do I get? And so I've take, just taken all this research, you know, and, and published it for all you guys to enjoy. Um, so let's talk about some of the, so we talked about environmental toxins as causes of diabetes. What are some of the other main causes of type two diabetes? Well, it's mostly, it's mostly the food we're eating. Um, lots of carbs and very little nutrition. So we need to cut back on the carbs and increase the nutrition. And there again, that comes by eating real food. And anyone who has blood sugar out of balance 
needs to really limit the number of carbs they're eating. Now, if they want to eat a sweet potato, most people can eat that kind of a carb. The grains are a little harder for most bo people's bodies to handle, but certainly the fruits, the vegetables, on the meats, the poultry, the eggs, those are all wonderful things. And since we start with them from scratch, they're generally much healthier. Another cause of, or at least something that really um, contributes to type two diabetes is lack of exercise. We all need to get up and move. In fact, I was just reading um, an article that talked about how, how valuable it is after each meal to take a 10 or 15 minute walk because that encourages the glucose um, it encourages the insulin to call the glucose into your muscles, which is where it needs to be to be expended as energy rather than being stored as fat. So it, it doesn't need to be, we don't need to go to the gym and pump weights for an hour every day. We just need to move. And sitting is not good for us. It causes everything to stagnate. And so everyone needs to do whatever they can to get as much motion into their life. If we have a sitting job, we need to set a timer, get up every 20 minutes and at least move around for two or three minutes before we sit back down and uh, a working desk, a standing working desk is, has actually been shown to help a lot because then we move around a whole lot more than when we're sitting. So those are some of the causes besides all the toxins. And do you, do you have any knowledge on emotional trauma at all contributing to diabetes? Well, I don't think I know any research right off the top of my head that shows that, but I believe anyone who's worked with any patients, um, you know, the value of working with emotional trauma, any stress um, causes our body to not work as well as it should. Uh, one of the things that I think is contributing to diabetes is a lack of sleep. Most people are just not sleeping well or sleeping enough. And certainly emotional trauma leads to trouble with sleeping. So that's one thing. And I just believe those traumas get buried deep in ourselves. And then if we're predisposed to diabetes, that will be where it will manifest itself. Yeah, that, that's really good. I like that you you pointed that out. Yeah, because any kind of stressor can cause sleep issues and that causes blood sugar issues. I mean, I know for me, when I don't sleep, the next day I am stuffing my face. Like mm -hmm. it just, it's uncanny that you just have poor blood sugar control. And the research shows you can have the blood sugar control of a type two diabetic if you've had less than five hours of sleep uh, the following day. So you have to be uh, really, sleep's so important. Let's talk about actually like the other types of diabetes. So there's, uh, you know, type one diabetes, type 1.5, which is, you know, an auto, they think it's an autoimmune mm -hmm. uh, type of diabetes. Can you talk about those at all? Well, my specialty is type two diabetes. So I've definitely put the most time into studying that. But from what I understand, 
the incidence. So type one diabetes is increasing in incidence as well. And so I'm convinced that toxins in the world are involved in that as well. And since it usually or often strikes young children, I think it behooves us as parents to be very careful of how we're feeding our children and how we're encouraging them to move, not sit in front of their screens all day long. Um, and of course, all the autoimmune um, diseases, like you mentioned, type 1.5 uh, diabetes, that is autoimmune, um, those are all affected tremendously by toxins. I met a lady who was diagnosed with MS, which is autoimmune, and she was in a wheelchair. And when she first went to visit with a naturopath, she said, I don't want to be in this wheelchair. Well, okay, so the naturopath, the first thing she did was put her on a detox protocol and check for food allergies and changed her diet. And when I met this lady, she was walking, bouncing, exercising, and feeling great. Could she still be called um, as being diagnosed with MS? Probably so, but these diagnoses really don't mean anything if we're living a functional life. So if we can do anything to improve our life by detoxing, then we'll make a big difference for ourselves and everyone around us. Because if we're ill, just like you saw with your father, it wasn't just he who suffered, it was the whole family. Yeah. Sure. So, so we want to be strong and healthy for our families as well as for ourselves. And can you talk about some of the specific toxins that contribute to uh, becoming diabetic? Okay. So there's lots of PFAS and that stands for, um, oh my goodness. Let me see. I have it written. Oh, honey, down right don't even here. say it. And you don't even, you don't anyway, need to say it. The, the PFAS. PFAS. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're um, getting really ubiquitous there. Uh, you might find that in your toothpaste. You might find those in your dental floss. You might find those in your um, nonstick pans. You might find those um, actually in our food as it's getting into our soil. Um, the, the plastics, are just definitely contributing to type two diabetes because they're just everywhere. So I'm considerably older than you. And I remember as a kid before the days of plastic, I remember when bread was, when store-bought bread was wrapped in wax paper, we took our sandwiches to school wrapped in wax paper. We didn't even know what plastic was. And type 2 diabetes was almost nothing back in those days. It was very rare. And just in my lifetime, I've seen it just grow exponentially. And I do know it's the type of food we eat as well as all of the, the chemicals. Okay, so one that is really so ubiquitous in the world are all the pesticides, the glyphosate, 
Um, my husband and I eat almost a hundred percent organic food. And I recently ran all of our um, toxin panels and we both have glyphosate. Well, you wouldn't think it would be coming from our food. It could be because we live right by green space where they spray all the time. It's in the air. Uh, perhaps our neighbors are using it. You know, it's just really difficult to avoid. Um, Dr. Crinian, who is, who is now deceased, but who was an amazing environmental medicine doctor, um, he always said, when you come in the house, you should always take your shoes off because you've walked through so many toxins. Don't carry them into your house. He also said, eat your broccoli every day and eat blueberries every day because those will keep our detox pathways working better. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, ways that people can detox, you know, we've, we've covered, I mean, I can talk about that too, but yeah, we've covered, you know, uh, why you need to detox and some toxins that contribute to type two diabetes, arsenic also does too. Yes. Arsenic's a big one. And arsenic is in a lot of our water. So we need to use a very good filter and we need to have our water checked and make sure if So if you filter your water, it's a good idea to check your filter by checking for arsenic because arsenic is, yeah, it's pretty detrimental to our whole system. Yeah. And especially if you're on well water, you know, arsenic can be a a common contaminant as well. Uranium, uranium also contributes Mm -hmm. to blood sugar issues. Yes. I pretty much think any heavy metal we can name or any persistent organic pollutant that you can come up with, which are so numerous, can contribute to whatever our weak link is. Yeah. So just because we have the DNA that, like you mentioned, your dad had type two diabetes, that doesn't mean you're going to have it because you're going to do the things that that keep you from developing it. So some of the things that can help, we mentioned sleep. Everyone needs to sleep. Our, our body is detoxing during sleep. And if we're not getting enough sleep, the detox pathways cannot be active. Um, there are three, um, and we talked about water and how important that is to have good, clean water and to drink plenty of it to keep the toxins diluted so they can move out. Um, we need to be eating whole foods. We talked about that. I know you have a really, uh, dynamo product with citrus pectin and other binders in it. Those binders are what grab a hold of all these different toxins and pull them out of our system. But then we have to make sure I like to talk about the three P's. So it's peeing, perspiring and pooping. And we don't always want to talk about those things, but unless we keep them going. Well, we love um, talking about it here. Okay, we love talking well, about poop and pee here. <laughs> coffee enemas. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if we are not drinking enough, we're not peeing enough. If we're peeing too much, which can be a problem as well, we need to watch that. And that would be a, 
a cause to know that we need some kind of a binder to help our kidneys with the job. Um, if we're not pooping adequately, unless you're having at least one very good bowel movement every day, you're constipated. If you're constipated, your um, tox the toxins are all being reabsorbed. They're not being carried out of the system. So that's an important thing. And perspiring, we all need to perspire every single day. Toxins are, um, well, what I was going to say, I think, is that saunas are quite amazing. And if you have access to a sauna, using a sauna uh, two or three times a week regularly is very helpful. It's not necessary, though. We just need to perspire. So I live in Arizona. And so most of the year, all you have to do is go outside and take a good walk and your whole body will be perspiring. So you do it in the middle of the day and don't be afraid of being out in the middle of the day in the heat. It's very good for us. And if you live somewhere in a more mild climate, put on a, a hoodie and sweatpants and go outside and exercise and get that per perspiration really going. So those things are all really important. Um, besides your um, fantastic supplement with the citrus pectin and the other binders, we could just use ground flaxseed and use that as a binder. Uh, for most people that works really well. Just make sure if you start adding um, something like ground flaxseed or ground chia seeds that you add extra water as well so that your body can can utilize it appropriately. We need to make sure we're getting healthy fats because especially because um, toxins are stored in our body fats. If we don't put in some healthy fats to dilute those toxins, they won't also they also won't have a way of being carried out. So I think those are good things to think about. Um, so we need water to dilute the water soluble tox toxins. We need fats to dilute the fat soluble soluble toxins. Um, everyone should be taking some NAC every day. NAC stands for N-acetyl um, cysteine, which is an amino acid. It is a precursor to glutathione, which is our main detoxifier in our body. And if we take NAC at night, especially since that's our detox time, that will help a lot. Some of the other things we can do are lots of the spices, um, rosemary, oregano. Um, I have a nice little herb garden and just try to use all those things in food all the time. Thyme is an amazing detoxifier. Uh, vitamin C, vitamin C is so valuable and it helps so much. I believe I saw you drinking green tea. Yes, you did. Yeah, uh -huh. I, love my, I love my jasmine green tea. Yes, green tea is an amazing detoxifier. Uh, resveratrol is one that we've heard about that does it um, as a good antioxidant. Melatonin is a great antioxidant. And it actually is used in um, cancer to, to help eliminate the cancer 
because of its antioxidant effects. So if you're having trouble sleeping, melatonin can not only increase the detoxification, but it can help you sleep, which both help to detoxify your body. Um, Spore-based probiotics are important for helping the body to detoxify and also to help keep the bowels moving. The one thing my grandchildren hate to hear me say, no sugar. Sugar just is not our friend. And I'm not talking about the sugar in fruit. I'm talking about the sugar that's processed sugar, adding sugar to our diets. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. And you know, and, and the one thing I wanted to mention about, you know, when people are diabetic, they're told to go low carbohydrate. And that includes, you know, green, refined greens and sugars and bread mm-hmm. and pasta and things like that. But just doing that alone won't necessarily reverse diabetes, you know, because I think it's it's part of the issue, like the diet's part of the issue, but it's not a hundred percent of the issue because there a lot of people will do that and their condition might improve a little bit, but they're it doesn't reverse totally. Because there's been, you know, for millennia people are stuffing their face with carbs, you know, mm-hmm. like the, uh, the Italians and, uh, you know, just a lot of other cultures are eating rice and bread, like it's going out of style. And, but this is a more recent phenomenon. Like a lot yes. of people have been eating a lot of carbs and they don't develop type two diabetes. So it's not just the carbs. Exactly. Exactly. So my grandparents lived to be a very old age. My grandfather was 97 when he died, he was working out in his hay fields when he was 92. And um, they probably had bread every meal, but he, but they worked hard and they didn't deal with the toxins that we deal with today. So what you're doing, teaching people how to eliminate the toxins, that's going to be a valuable player in helping people um, both prevent and reverse type two diabetes. Yes. Yes. Well, on that note, I think we're, I think we can end the show here, um, because it's, you know, there's lots of ways to, to detox your body. You know, you can do all the things that you mentioned, very simple things you can do at home. You can also, you know, expand on that when you're ready doing, uh, you know, infrared saunas, ionic mm-hmm. foot baths. I love liver detoxification, liver support, which I talk about my liver rehab program. Uh, lot, lots of different ways that you can approach this and, and do a detox, all of which is on this podcast and, mm-hmm. and on myrcdetox.com. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, where can we find you and learn more about your work? ndondemand.com slash Dr. Helser. Okay, great. Fantastic. And uh, so thanks so much for coming on the show, Dr. Helser and everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Meyer Detox podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. And like I said, you can find uh, all my work on these free resources on why and how to detox your body on myersdetox.com. And check out my YouTube channel also at youtube.com slash Wendy Myers. Please go there and subscribe. And you can check out all my social media on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok now as well. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week. 
The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.